Hey everyone, it is episode 263 of 15 with a bunch of guys. There's no Andy, <laughs> there's a Ken, there's a Randy, and there's a Jeff. So at some point, we're going to have to sit down and talk about this. We'll right? figure out how to change this name. We're going to have to figure out how to change that name because that's... Uh, it's not working anymore. It doesn't work for me anymore. No. It, do- it doesn't work for you anymore? I like Andy. I just... <laughs> yeah, I like Andy. I like my name. Ken. But I like Ken, too. Yeah. So we're going to have to come up with a new idea, and we may make a total change. We may tweak, but know that we will, at least in the feed that you're listening to this right now, even if we change everything, we will let you know before it just cuts off and moves somewhere else. Well, so- I think we have to be true to our title, too. <laughs> I don't think there was ever one... <laughs> episode that was actually 15 minutes or even less yeah you know there was eight was there there episode 846 (laughs) that was the george floyd episode that was 846 so that one was actually eight minutes and 46 seconds of dead air if you remember that was the how long it took for him to be killed and a tragic episode but there was there was that and there was i think don't hold me to this but i think there was one where I had to do it by myself, and it was about two in the morning. And I'm like, guys, I'm not even editing this, so I'm stuttering, I'm slobbering, I'm doing all these things. You're just getting what you're getting, and it was about 14 minutes and 56 seconds, something okay. like that. So I, I think stand we, might, corrected. we might have made one or two, but that that's really all it ever turned out to be. So today we are excited because we get to introduce our new senior pastor here at Whole Life Church, Ken Wetmore. How's it going? It is going fantastic. Yeah. And I'm I'm excited because I think even though we've had a lot of success as far as people listening and engaging, I think it's going to be good to get a new fresh start, a new chance to have another point of view. Not that, again, we all already said we love Andy. So Andy, if you're listening, which I know you're not, I know you're not, <laughs> then you know we still love you. But I'm super excited for the new way we can uh, inter- interact with each other and the new conversations that we're going to be having here on the podcast And I wanted to start, Ken, your first sentence from the pulpit as senior pastor of Whole Life Church was risky. You feel like that? You feel like it was risky? I feel like it was risky. Okay. You put everything on the line in a way that you can't take it back. That's true. You sold out lock, stock, and barrel, and you said, Jesus. Jesus is the beginning, he's the end, and he's everything in between, and his name is the first word I want you to hear out of my mouth as your pastor. You can't go back. So, I wouldn't want to. So now it's either it's Jesus or it's not, right? Right. So we can be held accountable for that. We can say, if someone says, yeah, but you said, yeah. what's your answer to that? Why? I think I want to be held accountable. I think that uh, it's important uh, as a Christian and as a Christian pastor that I be held accountable to to the gospel, which is Jesus, Hmm. It is all about Jesus. The The Old Testament points to him. Everything in the New Testament is about him. And uh, today, uh, he's he's the reason why we're here. So I think it's important that that be the first words out of my mouth. It needs to be the last thing that I say, and it needs to be everything in between. Um, if, if it doesn't have relevance as it is in Jesus Christ, then I'm not sure it's relevant. Yeah, it actually it actually follows through with what we talked about last week, actually, on the podcast. I don't know if, if you had listened to that, but... We had talked about the same thing, Randy, last yep. week regarding that everything, in a sense, even everything in the Old Testament, like you said, including the law, actually goes, it's it's through him that we're able to able to understand everything that has played out before and after him. Absolutely. Yeah. 
No, I, I love that because I think if you go into it with that frame of mind, there's never a sense then that we're trying to be anything other than authentic. We're not trying to be anything other than yeah. maybe we don't hit the mark all the time. I mean, that's bound to happen. We're human. I mean, I, I know I don't hit the mark on plenty of occasions when I would really like to say that I have. But essentially, we're just saying, if you don't, if this doesn't look like Jesus, smell like Jesus, talk like Jesus, it's not Jesus, call us out, right? That's fair. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love Absolutely. that. Because I think that part of it, I know that's something we talked about last week as well, and we do that a lot here. We we will, you remember that time? I don't remember <laughs> what episode it was, but you remember when we talked about that? I'm going to look that up and I'll find it in the show notes. And then later on, I'm going, why did I say that? Do you know how many episodes <laughs> I got to look through to Boy, find I, this? I can tell I have a lot of homework to catch up on. How many, how many episodes did you say there are uh, so this far? Was, this is 263. So yeah. we've got... So, so, you know, we could restart and then just start the numbering system all over. And that way we wouldn't have so many. <laughs> so, that, that would be one option. That would be one option. And it it's, it's, might be the best option. You never know. But I think we also just talked about that, how authentic it has to be for us to be empathetic and to be that part of Jesus. And maybe one of the most important things we have as followers of Jesus and to be empathetic. And you have to be transparent. You have to be, this is who I am, as broken as I am, but this is who I want to be. And I think that's... That's I'm, so important. I'm so glad you, that you started out that way, Ken. I, I think that a lot of us get caught up, all of us get caught up in certain pieces of the gospel, and we, send, we, t- we tend to kind of focus on you know, these, even our doctrines or our teachers, we te- teachings, we tend to be uh, focused on a particular doctrine that we kind of resonate with or whatever. And if it doesn't lift up Jesus, if it doesn't in a way hold him up as the reason for that doctrine or that teaching, then it probably shouldn't be a doctrine or teaching because that's what I think all doctrines should be doing is pointing us to Jesus. I liked the way that Ty Gibson has framed it, that that basically doctrines are windows into understanding Jesus. And sometimes you see uh, Jesus from different angles, Mm -hmm. and and doctrines help us see Jesus from different angles. Mm, Um, You know, we all have, uh, as human beings, we all understand that we're very complex, that, that it's as as humans, we want to pigeonhole people, but people that's that's very um, it's actually very childish to try to to try to to put somebody in this little box and say this is who you are all the time and and kind of caricature people. And unfortunately, I think that sometimes um, as Christians, we all have that that side of Jesus that we like to look at best. And the the beautiful thing about the Bible and doctrine in general is that if you if you take a complete look, you get a complete look at the Savior. And there might be aspects of the Savior that you enjoy more than others, but it doesn't mean it's not Jesus that you're looking at mm. if you're getting a true picture of Jesus. And to me, that's what doctrine is about. It's just seeing Jesus from different angles that explain who he is and gives us a broader, more thorough understanding of, of who he is. And if it doesn't do that, then it can go get on the, the rubbish heap because it's not worth anything. <laughs> All right. We talked a lot this past week about values. Quick, Ken, on the spot, what were your values at summer camp? God, integrity, safety, hard work, and fun. I'm reading off my notes because I wanted to make sure. I had, to hold, I, I had to hold you accountable. You nailed it, it yeah. even in the right order. And I was trying to, like, it's gish doof. I was trying to make an acronym. And, you know. There is none. <laughs> you just you have to just memorize it. And uh, it was really funny. I actually had uh, one of my staff members had uh, their parent actually attends our church. And apparently they they contacted me. They said, I can't figure, I couldn't figure out why my dad was was calling me, trying to fear, asking me, we are family and the values are. 
And this particular staff <laughs> member had worked for me for one, for one summer and they couldn't remember. <laughs> so I guess I would have lost out on that one. But uh, the funny thing was the staff member told me that as soon as uh, her dad had uh, – said, well, what about, and she, they immediately came back and uh, yeah, got into every safety, hard work and fun. So, yeah. <laughs> and Ken clarified right away, he's not a betting man, guys. No. So, you know, don't think that he's going to be laying It's a out. good thing. This is why I'm not, because I would have <laughs> lost that one, at least with one person there. Uh, so even if it's doctrinally unsound right now, it's just financially better for yeah. us. Yeah. You know, and that's probably part of the doctrine there. It's uh, financially better. <laughs> You know, one of the things that you hit on this week, and there was a ton of them, I really felt like it was hard to pick one thing. You had so many good stories, and there were so many feel-good moments. So as a first sermon goes, I think you knocked it out of the park because many times first sermons seem really awkward, and it's not a opening up of self. And you had tears in your eyes multiple times, and so did I with the story with your grandfather Lots of bits and pieces of that made me think of both of my grandfathers, which, of course, I, they're, they're not here anymore. But the one that stuck out to me, and it's always on my top five list of, like, why do we do the podcast? Why do we, why do we try to be better as, as humans, as Christian, and as a, how do we treat people in our church community and how we lead our church community to interact with others is safety. And I was not expecting you— I'm, you, you said safety, and then you said summer camp, and I'm like, oh, well, yeah, safety, duh. And you're like, you have other people's kids, you know, and it's safety. And then, you, of course, that physical part, but you said more importantly, emotional safety. You said people need to feel safe, like they're valued. I didn't expect that. Like if they become vulnerable, it won't be used against them. Good grief. Is there a phrase that how many people in our past experiences that we all know, probably people we've actually done it to, without maybe knowing or maybe we've done it on purpose that if they become vulnerable it won't be used against them that seems like a groundbreaking sentence and it shouldn't it shouldn't should it it shouldn't you know i think that's one of the things that really jumped out at me i have somebody very close to me in my life um who uh, suffered with drug addiction and we may talk about it more later i i I have his permission to to share but uh, maybe not right now sure but but this person shared with me that they said Ken, if if I never went back to church, I could stay drug free. But if I never, if I quit going to my NA meetings, I don't think I would. Yeah. And I feel like there's something really. I, I firstly, I believe the veracity. I think that's very true. Sure. For them, but there's something wrong with that too. There's something wrong with the fact that that you can yeah. be vulnerable in a setting that is secular. In an NA meeting, AA meeting, uh, SA meeting for that matter, you go in there and you can bear your soul to this group of people that you may barely know. And the whole idea is is that it will not be used against you, that the people will, will rather than tearing you down for being that way, they will build you up and, and help you, hold you accountable. There's a lot of tough love that happens in those 12-step programs. But there's something wrong with it that in those in those settings – People feel loved and safe, and yet when they come to church and bear the the trials and the hardships and the the mistakes that have happened, that we then use that to as a club to beat them with their own vulnerability, and, and that's not what sh- church was ever meant to be. I'm convinced of. I, I believe that church should be that place where, Amen. if you have a problem, you can come and you can you can share it, and people won't won't berate you. 
won't act like you don't belong in church. We sometimes have this attitude of clean yourself up and then come back to church, and then and that's that's really problematic for me because that's just absolutely not to me um, the Jesus of the Gospels, uh, the Jesus that went out and found the marginalized and those that were suffering and struggling. And so, for me, if I'm looking at, at what I think church ought to be, I think we ought to strive a lot more uh, to be like NAAA, where we accept people in, understanding that recovery isn't an easy process, and it's not a one step and everything's good again. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think Christians, for those that have never had that path, and there's always the discussion of, yes, you have life experiences that other people can't, and you're like, well, you don't know how much pain came with those life experiences, so don't wish for that. But on the other side, they're sort of ill-equipped to know what to do as a, a, a former alcoholic and someone who couldn't stop drinking, and among other things, Part of that culture is when you're there, you're at the bar, you're out with friends, you have that same feeling of acceptance and love. And, you know, on a, on a Friday night, if I wasn't out at the tavern by nine o'clock, my, my cell phone was ringing. Where are you? Mm-hmm. I mean, are you okay? Do you need a lift? Everything all right? Yeah. And when I got asked to not be a part of my church anymore because my sins were on the outside, um, I came to church. I took a shower, but I'm sure it didn't make me smell any better. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, you know, again, if I'm not there tonight by nine, someone's going to call. And if I don't come back for the next forever, am I going to get a call from anyone here? And the answer is absolutely no, I won't. And, and no, I didn't. And so I think we're we're ill-equipped. So how do we do that? Someone that we're talking in this situation where we, we want them to be to be safe, how do we know if we're on the right path? Not only just for ourselves and as a staff and as a a group of leaders, but how do we know that those conversations, how do we know when our atmosphere is right to make people safe? What does that look like when we can kind of look and, and you see the people, maybe is it more people that maybe are on the fringe, are starting to come to church? Is, is that a sign or how do we know we're on the right path with that? I'd say uncomfortable. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. If you're uncomfortable, you're probably on the right track. That's probably not a bad idea. I, I like that. I think also remembering, you know, there's a we have such short memories sometimes about how it was for us. That's you true. Know, I, I think of my my two granddaughters. We were on this. We took them to a small little uh, kind of amusement, but there was a there was a ride there, and apparently one of the rides you had to be a certain height. And one granddaughter is is a little taller than the other one, Uh-oh. and uh, she she looked down and she said, "Well, if I lift you up," and so she grabbed a hold of her and held her and <laughs> picked her up to that. It was beautiful to see that because yeah. I think we sometimes forget that we once were there, and we have to we we sometimes just have to put ourselves again and again it goes back to empathy, but remembering what it was like. Yeah. The other thing I liked about it, you, you mentioned that we like to think of God, and man, growing up, this was exactly, you were like, you were describing my thoughts. We like to see God as the, you know, the big bad ogre and Jesus as kind of the, oh man, he, you know, God's conservative, Jesus is liberal, and he's just here to make everything better because, you know, God just doesn't completely understand you guys, <laughs> but I got you, I got you. And I think that's part of, again, I'm just speaking for myself, that was part of the mindset that put me where I was 
and thinking to myself, there's, I mean, <laughs> this Jesus guy sounds pretty cool, but how do I rectify that with the God of the Old Testament? And that's where it, typically in those kinds of communities where you're not embraced, that seems to be the norm. And I know that that's not the case here at Whole Life Church. And I think I was, it just made me feel really good to hear the words come from your mouth that those were like the things that we're talking about, the safety that Jesus is first and it's all about Jesus and we need people to feel safe. And I was like, all right, new senior pastor. I like this guy already. I like it. I like the person. You can but keep then, doing this podcast. Uh, yes, right. <laughs> I approve. I'm Ken Wetmore and I approve this podcast. No, but to hear the theology, I mean, it's, it's one thing that we had hung up on methodology, but so often we confuse it with the theology of it. And then you get this ball of things that just don't, they, they never click. The Rubik's cube never gets solved because the pieces and parts aren't all the same. And that was just a heartwarming moment for me. It actually brought tears to my eyes as I was sitting there and my daughter was like, dad, why are you crying? I'm like, nah, it's nothing. I'm just I'm thinking. Well, I think <laughs> it's actually worth taking a moment just to thank the search committee that paired us together, that yeah. put, that brought me here. Because I really think that it's not an accident that you resonate with what I'm saying because this is who I am. And they went out and found somebody that would match this church. And, and for me, I have that same resonance. I started feeling it the second I was here. I was like, yes, this is a place where I feel like I have the same values, and I feel like I see ministry and what a church should be accomplishing in the same ways. Are we going to see something slightly different here? And of course we are, but the point is that I am really impressed with the job that the search committee did in, in finding a good match for everybody involved it's you know it's not just that i'm good for whole life church i feel like whole life church is good, good for, for me yeah, and no, my family and so um for me this is a huge blessing to be be a part of this community well we all have pastoral search committee stories that would just keep you up at night i know i do i don't know about the rest of you but i do so i Thank you to the search committee yeah. and to all yeah. the work that went into that. No, it That's takes absolute... a lot of work to, to find a good match, and they did. A, I think they did a fantastic job. All right. Well, since you're so excited, Ken Wetmore, what is our mission at Whole Life Church? <laughs> a loving people into a lifelong friendship with God. You got that right. All right. And our vision? Our vision, uh, this one's the one that will trip me up here and there. We are a church without walls, um, and then it's serving our community, uh, wholeheartedly serving our community. I, I, this one I've, I'm still working on getting the wording nailed down. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, I purposely, when you said, you know, call up, the, call up my people, they'll, they'll know. And I'm like, let's just see how much study and prep work that, you know, Ken has put into making sure that he knows he's all right. Mission was spot on and vision was close enough to be a church with walls actively Engaged. Engaged, engaged, engaged in serving, serving the people the of our community. Yeah. yeah, I always get the actively engaged. I have to stop and think. Yeah. I can never just recite it that way perfectly, but... Don't worry. Give me a give me a month and I'll have it. <laughs> All right. We're going to check in. Four episodes now, so that's going to be what? Episode 267? We're going to do a pop <laughs> quiz for Ken. Every <laughs> week until I get it right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, again, another thing that just really resonated. You said a mission and a vision without values wanders around. If you don't know what your values are, you can wind up achieving your goals the wrong way. Ay, ay, You can wind up achieving your goals the wrong way. Man, that is dangerous. It, it, that part to me. Well, that's really insightful because he's absolutely right. And because if we go down, you can you can get to your mission, right? But you you may have 
a lot of sticky little pieces along the way because people sometimes can uh, you know they think they are on this this track we talked yeah. a, we talked a lot about this when we were discovering our mission or going through it there's this big arrow so to speak it's easy to get on that big arrow when you think of the mission but it's also really easy to to trample over people there's a in lot the of fallout, process right yeah. when you said that i was just like wow i would have i would have never put those together in that same way but it was just so clear mm-hmm. and just so so yeah, I yeah. think it's. I think that it's been learned the painfully the hard way for me because I, I, you know, I think when you're a leadership type A type of personality, there's a real tendency to be very uh, focused on results and outcomes, and when you do that, it's easy if you lose sight of what your real values are to violate what really matters. That you to get, you're willing to hurt people. You're willing to. It's, you know, the ends justify the The means. means. And so you'll do what you need to to get to where you're going. But did you really get where you were supposed to be if you've left this trail of destruction and hurt and pain behind you? And yeah. and, and, and that, that happens so much um, within religious communities as much as it ha- happens anywhere else is that we, that we have the truth and we're willing to do um, whatever it takes to get to the truth. And, and I'm not saying we shouldn't get to the truth, no. but sometimes when we violate the very principles that are the truth – to get to what we think is the end goal, then then we've really missed the point of what Jesus is trying to do in our lives. And I, that wasn't lost on the GPS analogy that you're like, <laughs> you know, hey, I didn't need to follow the GPS. I was in my home area in Florida. Yeah, I needed it to get mm. out. But man, once I was back in the Tennessee area, yeah. everything was good. And then it's like, wait a minute, why three hours? Oh, and then you're just sitting there going, Sitting in my car for three hours because I didn't listen to the GPS, and I it's was like so upset. <laughs> I had to go back to my values, <laughs> and it's and it's like that's always the way it seems to work. And those are lessons we always learn the hard way, unfortunately. But anything you thought of this week that didn't make the uh, end re- the end um, message hit the cutting room floor? Yeah, I could talk about that, but nah, maybe not. Maybe we'll save that for later. Uh, you know, I had I, I really wanted to tell this really humorous st- story that has absolutely nothing to do with anything because my the title <laughs> of my sermon is I am Ken Wetmore. We are Whole Life Church, and the, and the point that I'm trying to make in my sermon is that when I said I am Ken Wetmore, my my grandfather is Ken Wetmore, and so what I'm trying to point out is that I'm kind of a product of of my grandfather and my father and the values that they have, and that at Whole Life Church we are Whole Life Church because we're a product of of those who have come before us. You know, easy one to think of as Andy, and then and but there's before him there there are people that have laid was the there? ground or yeah, well was there really I don't know. I'm just, I've been told that there might be. So anyway, <laughs> but my point is, so anyway, so that was the point where I'm going, but the yeah. kind of the humorous thing is that I, I worked in broadcast news uh, for a, a portion of my career and, and my, uh, you know, as a reporter, you always have a tag out, you know, reporting for, and I reported for KUAM news and I reported for K57. And so reporting for K57, I am Ken Wetmore was my tag out. And usually it's, I'm, I'm Ken Wetmore reporting for K57. I'm, I'm Ken Wetmore. However, I always, I, I, well, I shouldn't say always, when I started off in broadcasting, I was kind of finding my way and I was working for this three radio station conglomerate. It was a top 40 
uh, a classic rock and a news talk, and each one does news differently. And I won't get into all the differences, but they just have a different tone, different mm-hmm. feel. Yep. Well, the classic rock station couldn't stand my delivery. They kept because I had probably more of a news talk delivery, and the manager <laughs> just kept giving it to me. What more? I need a rock feel. I need a rock feel. You gotta, you gotta, oh, you gotta give me something more than this. Just no stop. And so I kept trying. I kept trying. I got more and more frustrating. So finally, one day at the end of the newscast, I got done reading the stories, got done with the kicker at the end. And so I just, I'd had it. So I said, reporting for the rock, I am Ken Wetmore. <laughs> and he came, he, he went to his song. He came flying out of the studio, met me in the hallway. And he goes, that's it. Do that every time. That was it. That's what I'm talking about. Do that every time. So I started doing that every time. Reporting for the rock, I am Ken Wetmore. And so um, <laughs> that's awesome. So He's giving top, us some titles. <laughs> so the next, so a, a couple of days later, the top forty station manager comes to me because I'm reporting, you know, reporting for Power ninety eight. I'm Ken Wetmore. Mm-hmm. He's like, dude, why do you do the cool tag out for for the rock, rock but station, you don't do that yeah. for me? And I was like. I mean, I just, it's over the top. He's like, no, 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 do it, do it. So, okay, reporting for Power 98, I am Ken Wetmore. So before I know it, like a week later, <laughs> the people at the <laughs> the people at the news talk station are like, hey, Wetmore, why are you doing I'm Ken Wetmore? Your whole thing is you just do I am Ken Wetmore. Do that here too. I was like, oh, man, this is news talk. Are you kidding me? So I started doing it. I am Ken Wetmore. Well, I transferred over to television news, and I thought I'm going to be done with this because it's, it's just a, it's just a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's too right? much. It's yeah. a lot. I got you. So my first night, oh, I no. I do my package, <laughs> and I at the end of it, reporting for KUAM, I'm Ken Wetmore. The news director came and found me after, and she goes, "We didn't hire I'm Ken Wetmore. We hired I am Ken Wetmore. Put that at the end of your packages." And so, <laughs> so it became this thing to the point where one of my uh, colleagues came back one day from doing a story where there was this whole thing on Guam where they were they were they were, they'd built some sort of outdoor basketball court and they did a dedication. Anyway, the kids were playing basketball on the court, and this kid hit this half half-court shot, and he throws his hands up in the air and goes, I am Ken Wetmore. <laughs> oh, man. And so anyway, so that's one of my favorite stories of all time, just because <laughs> it is. He is Ken Wetmore, pop cultural icon. No, on Guam. No. On Guam. <laughs> hey, if I ever write an autobiography, that's, that's a whole country. famous on Guam. How many, how many people can say that? Well, it's actually a territory of the United States to be well, quite technical. I'm just, uh, True. Just, okay, so, all right, so. I think it does actually have a good that could preach. You could probably. I think you could end every. Yeah. You could, you know, when you turn to camera three at the end <laughs> and be like, guys, thanks for joining us. I am Ken Whitmore. It just feels like more, though, that I really would like it to be about Jesus than about well, me. So, just you know, change I just it up a little. That's true. I, I, I am a child of God. Oh, there we go. Ooh, we can do that. We can, ooh, Richard, Look if you're listening, that. we just came up with this whole new way that you can sing this song <laughs> and you can thank uh, Ken for that. All right. This past week, we did not have a loop service because we decided you know what the heck let's give i am ken wetmore both <laughs> services let's give him the whole thing let him do his thing and he did but 
this week upcoming because we will be back at 9.30 this Saturday morning with a special guest host. I won't tell you who that might be, but it might be yours truly. Randy. And so, <laughs> yeah. Randy. And um, so be sure to tune in at 9.30. Tune in a little early, and you'll catch a little pre-roll that we do early on. Log into the chat roll if you're on the website, wholelife.church slash live. And if you're on Facebook, just go ahead and leave your name where you're watching from early. I'd like to call you out and say hello. And I will be doing the Q&A with Pastor Ken this week. So that's going to be fun. And of course, any questions we don't get to, you know what's going to happen. We're going to tackle them next week. So there are no questions. We're going to move to our Whole Life Takeaways. And one of those asked, how do your values align with the values of Whole Life Church? What we've been talking about. Love, acceptance, forgiveness, grace, the Bible, worship, and participation. And how are you practicing those values? So I would love to know which values you have that align, maybe all, maybe one, maybe two. And then how are you practicing them? Because really when we do this together and we can give each other some ideas and some ways about how we do things that yours might be a strength, mine might, same thing might be a weakness, we can practice and share together. So let us know. Use voicemail or text 407-965-1607. Or as an email, always podcast at wholelife.church. Would love to read or share your voicemail on next week's program. Our final thoughts are from the closing to Ken's message. He said, it's all about Jesus. And that's about as perfect as you can wrap up a sermon. So we'll just leave it right there. It's all about Jesus. So next week, it's we're continuing with This Is Us. And what is our topic? Love. That's right. Love. And I, oh, The first value. At Whole Life Church. That Love. is the first one. Look at that. Are we, so are you also like a sequential person? We're just going to take these in logical order or in the way they come? Or are we uh, just yep. going to mix them up? acceptance, forgiveness, grace, participation, worship, and the Bible. Oh, so right there, there's your next, uh, wait, we're bad at math. Um, seven, seven weeks? Seven. Next, seven, next weeks. seven weeks. Wow, that was quick. All right. Well, Ken, it was a pleasure to do our first podcast together. I enjoyed yeah, it. We should I'm do this again. I think, yeah, let's do let's let let's let's plan on that. Maybe next week on Tuesday or something. That <laughs> something might like that. Out. Okay, guys, that's going to do it for this week. Join us on Tuesday evenings as always for Speaking of Grace, where you can hear Ken's message. And I really wouldn't miss it because there were heartfelt stories, there was levity, there was fun, and I love hard work. But also, let's have some fun. There was a lot of things that we didn't cover. Don't miss that message. It comes out on Tuesday. All the takeaways are there for you to discuss with your friends, family, coworkers, and bring those back to us with questions. And, of course, next Wednesday we'll be back. It'll be episode 264. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening, and have a great week. I am Randy McGray. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're out. (laughs) Good way to end it. Oh, man.